Take the gun down, baby. It seems that envy is my sin. Oh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? What's in the box, Lo? What's in the box? I'll tell you. At the end of the show. At the end of the episode, we'll find out what's in the box. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's quite shocking, I will say. Great scene, though. Oh, yeah. Top notch. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you guys will pick up on what we're talking about. But if not, you'll discover it by the end of the episode. There's a bunch of ding, ding, ding moments. It's all tied together. Yes, exactly. Comes together, you'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> Okay, so last week we asked a, actually, we asked two questions because KK um, could not help. Uh, I ruined it. I, I, I didn't even, the answer. I didn't even finish my story, but as I was saying the seven days, I was like, oh, fuck, I ruined the question. So we had to ask a different one, which was, what three characters in Devil's Rejects escaped getting caught by authorities and it was otis baby and spalding and we had someone email us with the correct answer winner winner chicken dinner pam kowalski from wilmington north carolina yee good job pam hopefully you didn't google it <laughs> thanks for the shout out from the south yeah i want to go to north carolina here it's pretty it's like my favorite place if I ever move out of Michigan, which I don't know that I will, but if I ever do, that's where I'm moving. Gotcha. We'll, we'll look up Pam. Yes. You know, the thing about Pam... Yeah, the thing about... Speaking of the thing about Pam... <laughs> I'm 100% sure. Well, I guess I could be wrong What if I was a betting woman that it's probably not the same character as Pam. Um, yeah, I hope not. I'm gonna, yeah, also guess it's probably not her, but you never freaking know, I guess, with that, with that Pam. And we'll get into the other Pam as soon as Crystal, Crystal catches up. So hopefully by next week, we'll be able to uh, talk a little bit about that. If the series ends, it's still going. Yeah, I wonder how many episodes there and are And they're not be. letting us binge it. They're giving us one a week. I know. Wait, is this the early 2000s? Like, what's going on? Seriously. <laughs> uh, hi. We like to watch a whole season in, like, a day. Yeah, we're in binge culture now. Like, I can't, I don't have the patience anymore. My brain doesn't have the capacity to wait a week. But, yeah, I am slowly but surely catching up. Um, I'm probably, like, two episodes behind low, I'm thinking. Um, but getting there. And it's good. I like it. She's such a pig. <laughs> she really is. But uh, again, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, R.I.P. to um, Gilbert Godfred. Godford. Godfrey. Godfrey. I typed it wrong, and so it was messing with my brain as I was saying it. Um, but he's such a legend, and his voice is like, I mean, yeah. one, yeah, one of Hollywood's best voices ever. I didn't even realize he was the athletic duck until they were giving a thing. I remember him um, when I was little. I used to like the movie Problem Child. I never saw that. And uh, it's with John John Ritter. And they get this kid and he's just terrible. And like the orphanage doesn't want him back because he's terrible. I don't know. He's a problem child. Yeah. <laughs> Fitting. And uh, he was like one of the counselors or one of the people. But And then the bird. Oh, yeah. Um, I just looked it up too, and I can't remember from Aladdin, the bird from Aladdin. Yes. Can't think of his name, and I just looked it up. You keep saying Zazu, but that's Lion King. That's Lion King, yeah. 
We are drinking Envy wine tonight yes. by St. Julian's. Also very fitting in, to this episode. There's <laughs> your next clue. Yeah, we're getting closer into it. <laughs> also, congrats to Miss Britney Spears. She's having a baby. Yay. I know. And J-Lo getting engaged. Right? Would you you say earlier, is this like so 2002? We're back in the early 2000s, man. (laughs) I feel like taken back. Um, I'm going to say what up to Dax. Hopefully you're listening. Maybe you can get the next uh, trivia question correct. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? (laughs) That would be amazing. But we love everybody who submits their answers. But you know. Um, I do have a... Less classlessier criminal story. Usually I do three, but I'm only going to do one today just because I was going to take an extra second on this one. Um, It's extra classy. It's just extra stupid. (laughs) So this teen jogger, I'm sorry, this teen boy tried to kill a jogger with Axe body spray. Oh, I mean, that shit's strong, you know, that that probably could do it. Yes, um, so Logan Smith is accused of attacking a jogger while armed with an aerosol axe deodorant can and a belt from a robe that he was hoping to use to fulfill his sexual fantasies with the corpse. Oh, wow, took a twist there. I was not expecting that part. (laughs) A Florida teenager, um, he tracked this jogger, a man, um, who regularly jogged past his home with intentions of killing his corpse um, to play with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he was, well. Yeah, he was, so Logan Smith was 18, and he was arrested on Monday and charged with one count of attempted murder in connection with the failed strangling of a victim near uh, Smith's Coca home. According to the arrest report from the... Brevard County Sheriff's Office um, that was in Orlando. Uh, WOFL reports that uh, one week before his arrest, Smith had allegedly collected an aerosol can of Axe and um, he had a rubber mallet and he was hiding behind a foam pole. Um, bright, very bright. <laughs> It's like for the kids when you're like uh, hide and seek and there's like four spots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? Because I can't go very far. <laughs> Phone pole. Hmm. Interesting d- choice. <laughs> yes. So he was just kind of laying there waiting for him. Uh, the defendant walked directly across the street where he hid behind the light pole. And uh, he placed a mallet and the axe. Er- Spray. Not to be confused <laughs> yeah. with another weapon. Which would probably be um, more effective than the spray. On the ground next to him while he waited. And then um, when the jogger came running down the street, he attempted to strangle him. However, the victim was able to overpower him with martial arts. Get it? Okay. Yes. So, yeah. Um, he had been monitoring. Monitoring? Monitor, monitoring? Oh, you got me. You got me. Monitoring. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus, oh, peace. Um, the victim's routine for about six weeks. And then he allegedly claimed he finally decided to kill him after watching Scream. Huh. I mean, I guess that will get you in the mindset. Yep. Um, Fox 35 in her letter reported that 
Um, Smith intended to use the axe spray in the Jagger's eyes as a way to disable him. You know, so many, so many twists and turns going on in this story. I felt like I was being tugged and pulled and I was not, ex- no, I didn't know where to expect to go, you know. Smith is being held without bond. It's not clear um, if he has an attorney. Um, they said that they thought it was odd that he wanted to go to the movies by himself. The boyfriend of Smith's mom told Fox 35, a person like Logan is more of a loner. You know, I guess that uh, Axe body spray really gets him going because, (laughs) I mean, well, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. But (laughs) very interesting choice uh, to to kill someone in that way. Um, His father figure, um, who has not been identified, described Logan as... Um, he wouldn't have been the kid you invited to the cool parties. His dad said that about him? He said father figure. Ouch, dang. So, Thanks, I mean, dad. So. Supportive family. That's, uh, that's fun, Orlando. Yeah, oh my gosh, I love that the guy used martial, martial arts to fight him off. That would have been, like, just awesome to watch. Oh, you should see my martial arts against the mosquitoes already today. Oh, I saw some of it, and I, I partook in part of it, and I don't even think that I got one of them, those bloodsuckers. Okay, so um, should we get into a main event? Yeah, take it away, Lo. Okay, so Crystal, do you know what the seven deadly sins are? Um, You know, I have heard of them before. I had heard of them prior and I kind of knew some of them if you asked me to list them like before this I probably couldn't list all of them but um yeah how about you let us know what are the what are the seven deadly sins okay well according to Roman Catholic theology the seven deadly sins are seven behaviors or feelings that inspire further sin they are typically ordered as pride greed lust Envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. I mean, some of them identifiable. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, we're human, okay? We sin. Um, so pride, obviously, that's like your feeling of deep pleasure, satisfaction from your own achievement. Greed, um, intense, selfish desires for wealth, power, food. Lust, a very strong sexual desire. Envy, a feeling of disconnect. Or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. Glutton, um, greed, or excess in eating. Um, Wrath, extreme anger. um, And sloth, that's like you're reluctant to work or basically you're a lazy ass. I can... Yeah. Yep. We just had a, a an inside, uh, not an inside joke, but an inside thought moment. Yeah. <laughs> we know exactly what we're talking about. Okay. Um, so this classification originated with dessert fathers, especially Ava Gris. Ava Evagrius Ponticus? We'll go with that. Possibly. I don't know why I gave myself the hard ones. <laughs> um, who identified seven or eight evil thoughts or spirits to overcome. So, basically, those are your seven deadly sins. Goodbye. Yeah, I I, I definitely wouldn't have been able to list, for sure, sloth. I would not have known that one. I knew, like, gluttony and, like, greed and lust. 
Those are probably the top three. I am a glutton for punishment. Oh, yeah. So many times over, I do things and I always get the same results. Yeah, (laughs) I feel you. I'm there too. Um, So, I did a little bit of stuff. And uh, so, seven of the most horrific crimes involving the seven deadly sins. Um, This was an episode on Snapped. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I usually turn my phone off, but uh, apparently my boss is up in his game and looks like we may have Friday off. We never have good Friday off. Wow. Yeah. So here, (laughs) I'm shocked and very jealous. (laughs) So, um, yeah, sorry about that interruption. I just wanted to share with you guys because that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. A three day weekend, so. Jealous. (laughs) Jealous. <laughs> Anyways, back to the show. So, um, this was an episode on Snapped. So, you can go back and check those out. So, we're going to go ahead and get into some of them. Uh, Gluttony was Mary Ellen Samuels, known as the Green Widow. Mary Ellen Samuels earned her name from the infamous f- photograph of her lying on the bed naked, covered in $20,000 in cash. She had her estranged husband murdered, and when it looked like he might cut her off financially, then she hired someone else to kill the hitman. Dang. <laughs> um, after collecting $500,000 from her husband's estate, she began spending it with a vengeance, buying fur coats, sexy lingerie, high-end clothing, and paid $50,000 Porsche for her new boyfriend. But by the time the police caught up with her, she had spent most of the money. She was sentenced to death in 1994, according to the Los Angeles Times, and currently sits in California death row. Man, from a... I do have to say, though, that photo shoot sounds like pretty pretty iconic. (laughs) That's kind of awesome. However, the crimes we do not condone. (laughs) But she for sure um, covers the gluttony because... She was just spinning like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> Let me tell you about some lust. Ooh. Pamela Smart and Billy Flynn. So a heavy metal loving high school teacher, Pamela Smart, married young, but she quickly tired of her husband, Greg. She found solace in the arms of one of her students, 15-year-old Billy Flynn. After the two began a sexual relationship, Flynn said Pamela told him the only way they continue to be together was if Billy murdered her husband, according to the Washington Post. So, in 1990, Flynn shot Greg in the back of the head, then ransacked the smart home with two friends to make it look like a robbery. Flynn was sentenced to life in prison, but he was granted parole in 2015. According to the New Hampshire's WMUR, Pamela Smart received a life sentence without possibility of parole. A request for her hearing to reduce her sentence was denied in 2019 of may according to the new hampshire public radio i think there's isn't there an adam sandler movie about this with um andy sandberg and he's like his dad i don't know and because he like got with his teacher when he was super young and then yeah he went to prison i'm pretty sure there's an adam sandler movie about this specific story we'll look it up later. yeah <laughs> So, greed, Lynn Turner, why are you so greedy? 
Georgia-born Lynn Turner liked marrying cops and spending their money. Her first husband, Cobb County Police Officer Glenn Turner, had to take a job, a second job, just to pay her lavish lifestyle. He died in 1995 after suffering flu-like symptoms resulting in a $150,000 life insurance payout to Lynn, who also received a robust police pension from her dead husband, according to the Reader's Digest. So within days, she sold the house and moved to Forsyth County Sheriff's Deputy and Firefighter Randy Thompson, later encouraging him to take her out a $200,000 life insurance policy. In 2001, death under similar circumstances led the police to an investigation and traces of antifreeze were found on both men. So, in 2004, she was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison for Glenn's death and convicted to Thompson's murder in 2007, resulting in a second life sentence with no possibility of parole, according to local newspaper Statesboro Herald. Lynn committed suicide in prison in 2010, as reported by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I like how in the beginning it says that she liked marrying cops and spending their money. Like, I, I you know, ha, uh, respect cops a lot, but, like, why not pick, like, a doctor or a lawyer, you know? I feel like cops don't make, like, that much. <laughs> Maybe down south they do. I don't know. She just likes a man in uniform, too. <laughs> I mean, no judgment there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay, so, pride... Amy Bosley. So rather than own up to her husband about a financial fraud she had committed at his roofing company, Amy Bosley decided to murder him. That works too, I guess. <laughs> On May 17, 2005, Amy called 911 to report that her husband, Bill Bosley, had been shot by an intruder. When the police arrived at the home, it appeared... The crime scene had been staged, and the suspect, Amy, might have had something to do with the slaying. Then IRS agents showed up at the police headquarters, and they were interested in the murder as well. According to Snapped, the IRS had been investigating Bob not only for failure to pay taxes, but also for not reporting the business income for years. He owed the government $1.7 million. Damn. Pretty penny. Police believed Amy, who was the financial director of the company, had been using the money to fund their extravagant lifestyle and didn't want to have Bob find out and divorce her and possibly lose custody of their children. On September 24, 2006, Amy pleaded guilty to her husband's murder in exchange for the minimum sentence of 20 years, according to Fox 19. So you pretty much just lost custody of your kids anyway. Yeah, kind of backfired. Like... Was that really worth it? No, it really was not. <laughs> so many people. I didn't want to lose my kids. But then you commit murder, and what do you think is going to happen when you get caught? Oh, so wrath. Dixie Shanahan. kind of like the name. I know. I like it. <laughs> For years, Dixie Shanahan suffered horrific physical abuse at the hands of her husband, Scott Shanahan, whom she dated in high school in the 1980s. Finally, in 2002, she could take no more, and she fired a shotgun into the back of his head while he slept, later telling their friends and neighbors he had moved away. Fourteen months later, 
Police found his rotting corpse in the back bedroom of their house. Dixie was found guilty of second-degree murder in 2004 and sentenced to spend at least 35 years in prison. In 2010, however, Iowa Governor Tom Vilslack shortened the mandatory amount of her time to serve 10 years. According to the radio in Iowa, she was granted work release in 2018, according to the Des Moines Register. Okay, I mean... Um, yeah, this one's tough. <laughs> like, okay, I get why she did it. Mm-hmm. Hands were tied, couldn't take no more. She cracked, scared. All right, girl, I got you. I see you. Maybe not keep them in your bedroom. Like, yeah, and like... 14 months. Like, wouldn't he really stink up her house? And just, like, having to, like, see him dead back there, like, for that long of time? I yeah, not, I just don't, hmm. Also, she could have just, like, went directly to the police and been like, he's abusing me, so it was, like, self-defense, yeah. basically. Um, Garbage disposal, like your Thanksgiving lady? Yeah, like, like I mean, you know? Something. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah, interesting plan of action there, Carrie, but nope, that's not Carrie. <laughs> Dixie, Dixie, Shanahan. <laughs> But Carrie is sloth. Speaking of Carrie. <laughs> Carrie stands over a bowl. What a name. Okay. Is that a real name? I feel like that sounds really fake. It's just a stage name for a murder. <laughs> yeah. She didn't want to use her real name, you know. Who could blame her? So in April 2015, 38-year-old Jeffrey Christopher, Christopher Hewitt's um, shard remains were found on the Crow Indian Reservation in Montana, according to the Great Falls Tribune. He had recently moved to the area from California to live with his girlfriend, Carrie Stansoverbull, who had grown up on the reservation. Um, Hewitt was a successful welder. He soon began paying the bills, taking care of her. According to Hewitt's family, their relationship soured after they became engaged and they claimed that standover, she took Hewitt's money and bossed him around. Even though Hewitt loved her and wanted to support her, he was thinking of calling off the wedding and moving back to California. So, police would later learn that Carrie hosted wild drunken parties at her apartment. At one of them, she turned on her boyfriend and savagely beat him with a group of male friends. Hewitt died from his injuries, and Carrie allegedly had her brothers dispose of his body. Patrick pleaded guilty to two felony accounts of tampering with evidence and one misdemeanor account of assault. He later received the maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. Isaiah Standoverable has never been charged with any crimes related to Jeff Hewitt's death. Carrie would later plead guilty to neglect of homicide, aggravated assault, and accountability of two counts of tampering with evidence, and was sentenced to 40 years in prison, according to the Billings Gazette. Yeesh. So her brother helped, and then he never got charged with anything? One did, and one didn't. So okay. No. Depend. Okay, gotcha. Hmm. Next up, we got Envy, Shauna Nelson. So while she was married with two children, Shauna Nelson had an affair with Greeley, Colorado police officer Ignacio Guerreras, whom she met through her job as a 911 dispatcher. 
When Guerreras refused to leave his wife, even after Nelson gave birth to his son, she put on a grim reaper mask and shot Heather Guerreras execution style outside of her work, which was, which was Ignacio's wife, telling a friend, if I can't have him, nobody can. So according to the Denver Post in 2008, Shauna Nelson was found guilty of a murder and sentenced to life in prison without parole. Um, so that is kind of funny, but she's like so cliche about it. Um, if nobody can have him or if, if I can't have him, nobody can. I wonder if she did like the Wicked Witch laugh at the end. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> I, can, I can't imagine it any other way. <laughs> So tune in to season 26, and that'll be the premiere on Snapped. So, yeah, check, check it out. out. Watch these people snap. So, with the spirit of the Seven Deadly Sins, and then we did the Snap stories we just read, um, this takes us back to the very beginning of the episode, like a full circle. What's in the box? <laughs> Crystal now knows what's in the box. I do, I do. I did not know before, but now I know. Um, so we are talking about the movie Seven. Great movie. And it is a stacked cast. It's Brad Pitt, Gwyneth Paltrow, Morgan Freeman, who looks exactly the same as he does now. Yeah, he <laughs> literally, not that he, ever, like, like, I don't want to say he doesn't age, because he, he, like, was aged. But then he just froze. Like, he looks exactly the same as he looked in his 1995. His hair might get a little grayer in some spots. Right. But his... His face. His demeanor. And, oh, my God. But, uh... And then also, Kevin Spacey was so good in this movie. He yeah. He was so good. Um, and he was super creepy. But it makes me sad that he became really creepy in real life. Yeah. Very understandable why he can play creepy so good now. Because he's actually a creep. And I was really bummed when I heard the allegation against him because he's done so many good movies. I know. And I'm just like, no, no, man. Not him. Come on. Uh, you just lose a little bit of respect. Like, yeah, a lot of bit, man. Yeah. Ugh. But the film tells the story of David Mills, which is Brad Pitt, um, a de- detective who partners with retiring William Somerset, uh, Morgan Freeman, who tracked down a serial killer to who uses the seven deadly sins as their motif in the murders. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Connected. So, is seven based on a true story? I don't know. Is it? Well, according to screenwriter Andrew Kevin Walker, it was inspired by the brutal conditions of New York City where he lived. He says in the commentary that he could walk down the street and observe one of the seven deadly sins without even trying. I believe that, you know. I feel like everybody can identify with some or identify someone involved with one of them. You know what I mean? Like, there, it's just, it's in everyday life, I feel like. Yep, and as um, you're commenting and reading it, and I'm reading it, I am hearing the song New York in my head. In New York. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that, uh, was that Jay-Z and... And Alicia Keys. Yes. Yep. That's kind of playing in my head right now <laughs> as we talk about it. Yeah. 
The thing is where dreams are made of. Yep, concrete jungle where dreams are made of. <laughs> Fitting. <laughs> right? Um, so seven, um, it didn't win any Oscars, but, which is shocking. Yeah, actually. what the heck? It was such a great movie. They were snubbed. The Brad Pitt, the end, he was just so good. Yeah. Um, but they got an MTV award for best villain. They got MTV and Movie Award for Best Movie. They got London Film Critics Circle Award for Actor of the Year. And it got MTV Movie Award for Most Desirable Male. Under- I'm going to probably guess those are Brad Pitt. Yeah, no offense to Morgan Freeman or Kevin Spacey, but it was, it was most likely Brad Pitt. Most Desirable Male. The best villain was probably Kevin Spacey. Oh, for sure, yeah. And then... Um, I mean, the award for actor of the year, I mean, it could have been Morgan Freeman, but I feel like he played a good detective, but it wasn't, like, very, mom- like, no. like Brad Pitt and Kevin Spacey had the more yeah. intense, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Morgan Freeman's character was definitely more on the um, chill side, I guess you could say. I like we're in the, the apartment, and they just start cracking up. Because of the subway. Yes. Oh like my gosh. Like they're wine. And then he's like, um, we now know why she only showed us for five minutes at a time. Right. <laughs> oh my God. And you know what? It was funny because you were just talking about realtors and stuff like that right before we watched it. And oh God, that's so funny. Yeah. It would happen like every five minutes. Their, house, their entire apartment would just like shake. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was a good scene too because it really finally brought... Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman, like, together as a team a little bit. Like, I feel like they were kind of, like, uptight with each other. Oh, yeah. They for sure did not like each other for, like, the first, like, almost half of the movie. They did not uh, see eye to eye. Brad Pitt was more, like, free-flowing, like, yeah. just kind of boom, 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 go. I want to solve it. I want to do this. Morgan was like, let's take a slow, let's look it over, right? tidy, let's, you know, and... Brad Pitt's more like, I'm just going to kick at the door and be like... Exactly. Yeah, they have very different styles. <laughs> no one nerding about it now. Right. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, and like Brad Pitt was like the, the new guy in town while Morgan Freeman was like the longtime cop there who was retiring. And um, even in the beginning, Morgan Freeman was like, what did he say? It was like, oh, you haven't even, you haven't even seen anything yet. He's like, and then um, Brad Pitt's character was like, I've been doing this for like five or seven years, whatever he said. And he's like, no, 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 but you haven't been doing it here. And he was right because as the movie unfolded, uh, he never seen nothing like this before. Gwyneth Paltrow, so adorable, so young looking going back. Oh my gosh, I know. I feel like this is the the youngest I've seen her in any film or anything. Because I think the last thing I've really watched her in... Um, it's probably like the Iron Man movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I'm sure she's done other things, but we recently went back and watched Iron Man. Um, but yeah, she just looked like a little baby, like going back and watching this compared to like to now. But I mean, she looks beautiful now. Anyway, she aged well. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and you gave me the little hot goss that her and was that you or was Lisa told me her and um, Brad Pitt dated. Yeah, I think they almost got married. Yeah, they dated for a while, like during this movie or something. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the, all the cuddling they did. In the right, movie. yeah, exactly. For so close. Yeah, there were some wild um, 
they were all wild, but uh, just all the murders surrounding each of the sins. Um, craziness, Kevin Spacey, sir. <laughs> um, one of the scenes that stand out to me um, was the gluttony one. Um, the fat man who basically they fed him until his stomach expanded and exploded. Yeah. Um, and he was just face down in this pile of spaghetti. And it was just, like, really gross. And, like, you could just see just... Yeah, his veins were, like, all popping out. And, like, they were just so, like, distinct looking. And they were everywhere. And even his, like, hands and ankles were tied in, like, barbed wire. And he was, like, pretty, like... He wasn't naked. I don't think he was completely naked. But he was, like, pretty much naked. And, yeah, that one... That one for sure uh, sticks out a ton to me. That was the first one that they did or that he did um yeah and then the greed one um the criminal defense attorney got killed because he was forced to like cut a pound of flesh from himself which represented greed um i even like the picture of his wife in the office had like her eyes circled which was like a clue because didn't she like have to see it or something for it to be like complete yeah, they talked, they touched on it. They're like, why is the circles? Like, did she see something she wasn't supposed to? Or did she not see what was she, like, was meant to be? Or like, what was right. supposed to be? Like, yeah, it was very cryptic, the whole, the whole thing. But yeah, so, um, if you haven't seen it, definitely, um, that's one I would definitely recommend watching. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, it's uh, it's a great movie. It's a more serious role with Brad Pitt. There's a little bit of like chuckles from him, but uh, I mean it's not like Ocean's Eleven or anything. Yeah, like, yeah, diff different vibe, um, for sure. But yeah, it it goes through like each of the seven sins and has these crazy murders. So um, it's a good little cat and mouse type. Oh yeah, thing. for sure. If you if you're into the detective movies, you definitely need to uh, check this out. Um, and Lo, since you introduced me, tell the people what's in the box. Oh, should we tell them or should we make them watch oh, it? Oh, or yeah, maybe we should make them watch it. You know what? It's old enough if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, true, true. It's not a new movie. So, sadly, um, at the end of the movie, if you're going to watch the movie, you can probably just mute this for like 45 seconds. Yeah, don't listen to, don't listen to her for... Just a quick second, and then come, then come back. Yeah, because I'm gonna ask a trivia question after, so stick around for that, and then you can leave again. Um, <laughs> so in the box is Gwyneth Paltrow's head, sadly, and that was such a crushing scene um, because she found out that she was pregnant, and I know she was kind of like, "Do I? Don't I?" Apparently, she was gonna plan on telling him and keeping it. And um, Kevin Spacey not only killed him, but then he talks about how he killed um, a mother with child. So Brad Pitt had to find that out, too. Yeah, he didn't even and know she was pregnant. It was just terrible, heartbreaking scene. Yeah, definitely. Um, not a fun surprise in the box at all. But that's, that's what was in the box. Yep. 
So, I'm going to ask another question. Crystal is not going to answer this one. I'm not going to have any stories this time. <laughs> um, so, in Happy Death Day in 2017, what poison dessert does Lori try to give Teresa Gilman? So, in Happy Death Day in 2017, what poison dessert does Lori try to give Teresa Gilman. I know, I know, but I won't say. Do you guys know? Well, if you do, tell us. Um, email, Facebook. Um, you can put a picture. You can put a GIF. You can put the answer. Make it fun. Just let us know, and we will give the first person that we notice a shout-out, and you will win. Bragging rights. Whoa. <laughs> Gotta love those bragging rights. So, well, we're glad that you guys uh, tuned in for another episode. Again, I know it is probably fucking lost. So now. these are these were the seven deadly sins. Um, That's not where I was going. Oh, <laughs> I don't know where you were going because you didn't. <laughs> oh, yes. I said thank you for logging in for another episode. And bearing with us, uh, I know it's probably still a little echoey, um, but I promise you soon we'll be in my new podcast office and we'll be back to the norm. Um, just probably a couple more episodes. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, that was the seven deadly sins. Um, if you guys know of any other stories that kind of fit into those, um, definitely uh, shoot us a message and... Yeah, if you have any stories, shoot us a message, and we can even read them on the podcast if you'd like as well. Yes, ma'am. All right. Um, but yeah, until next time. We got to go. Stay creepy. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.